Hello everyone and welcome back to The Pill, mm-hmm. your recommended weekly dosage of purpose, influence, life and leadership. I'm Dan. And I'm Paula. And today on the podcast, our topic is how to treat others. So of course it's uh, in relation to leadership and it's oh, one thing we wanted to say, uh, like we did with the last podcast, we wanted to premise this one with another quote, which is, Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So the treatment of others is vital when it comes to leadership because you rely on others to help you achieve things and to achieve results and to make things happen. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future basically speaks about you um, and how you are as a person. So in regards to the type of person that you are, and how you treat people, look at those ones that that you've surrounded yourself with. That's a bit of an indication of how you treat people, but also who you are as well. So if you're not the main influence, then you're being influenced. So have a look at the people that you're hanging out with, because it gives a huge indicator of how you treat others. So I was thinking of a time when, you know, me and my husband were having car talk, um, I rang him and we were talking about, that's so true though, when we talk, uh, when we have a look at the people that surround us, they actually influence the way that we see the world. So through our discussions, so if you're hanging out with negative people, over time it's actually going to shape your view around how you see other people. When you sit with a group of people and you start talking about situations, you're actually learning other strategies and methods on how to treat other people, but also how to treat yourself. So I think about marriage. Obviously, um, us ladies, when we get together and we talk about um, marriage and we talk about our husbands and stuff like that, you know, us holy women will be sitting around looking out for strategies and how to treat our husbands and how we can best serve them, how we best can encourage them. Yeah, I'm hoping that all of us do that <laughs> rather than sitting around um, talking about um, the way that he bothers us and the way that he does things wrong and things like that. Because if you're sitting around talking about your husband in that way and they're agreeing with you and they're not challenging you about that, you're actually sowing seeds of toxicity or you're sowing toxic seeds into your into your marriage. So it goes to show that saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's just a small snippet of um, when you hang out with certain people, how it can influence the way that you treat others. So I gave a short example about marriage because I think it's so true. Like if you're hanging out with um, friends that aren't going to add value to you as a person and making a more positive and purposeful future, you've got to question how you are you know if you're talking smack about somebody smack being as a negatively or putting others down that's a sure sign of what's going on internally for you are you placing other expectations on others um are you feeling insecure um and if you are sometimes those feelings thoughts and emotions can actually impact on the way that you treat others yeah there's a a saying that our pastor Pastor Sam often uses, which is always build with the future in mind. That quote can relate to so many different things, but for us in this context, talking about leadership and the treatment of others, 
it especially applies because what we're talking about here is be careful how you treat others because you're building a future. Yep. So how's that future going to look? If you mistreat someone, then your future with them is going to be fragile or non-existent. If you treat that person well, your future is going to be, um, you know, there's obviously going to be more things, more projects that you're going to be a part of together. And oftentimes we can be guilty of mistreating others because we don't value what they're going to bring to the table in the future. We don't think that they're going to add any value to us and to, to what we're doing. So we treat them as a means to an end. And when it comes to the treatment of others, we're talking about making others feel confident, feel special, feel valued, feel respected versus making people or people being made to feel like they're a means to an end. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes being treated like they're a means to an end. And in our experiences of how we've been treated, specifically my wife and I, and how we've treated others, there's there's been moments in our leadership where uh, we weren't treated nice for whatever reason and where I in particular haven't treated others very well. I think we said in the last podcast you gleaned from all your experiences and we had, you know, the, the way that we've been treated in the past, good or bad, um, I've been able to grab from those experiences to inform my leadership today and make sure that we're treating other people right Everybody deserves to be treated right, but we, we're treating others right because we understand that there's a greater future. There's something greater ahead than just the here and now and the objectives that we intend to see achieved. But I suppose when you start to treat people harshly, um, would you say that because it's a lack of knowledge and understanding and vision? I'm just going based on what you said. Yeah, um, oh, definitely vision and, and probably a lack of knowledge too mm-hmm. because you you're treating others poorly or you're not treating others well because you simply don't know any better. Yeah, so you, you go, you lead based on your your basic knowledge and understanding that you currently have in that season. Yeah. And that's the beauty of hindsight though too is like when you hit, you can go back and have a look at those situations where you, you treated people harshly. Hopefully you go back and have a look with humility and you learn from that because you start to because you start to look at the consequences of your actions and are they giving the results that you want to have? Are they still your friend? Or when they ask you to do things, or when you ask them to do things, you get an attitude. So those are some of the indications about your leadership style. And and it may be sitting well with them, but to always have a servant heart and a heart of humility when treating other people, that is your heart's motive um, that I've learnt over time. Being a servant and having a heart of humility has been the best approach so that I can treat people the way that I would like to be treated. Yeah, actually, that's the word you use, uh, like servant, I think really does illustrate leadership. It, um, it defines leadership really well. It's important that the attitude you have when it comes to leadership is that you are a servant. Either you're to serve the cause, you're you're to serve the employer, you're to serve the vision, but most importantly, you're to serve the people that you're leading. 
it's not this I'm the slave master and you're the slave mentality and, and I've got the whip in my hand. It's that you are doing the groundwork, you're seeing that the vision that I'm communicating to you is being fulfilled and it's my job to ensure that you're valued and you're made to feel special and you're taken care of in whatever way or made to feel comfortable so that that thing is achieved with the best possible result. Someone with a servant heart makes the best leader. A quote I heard uh, a long time ago was that uh, great followers make great leaders because they understand what it's like to follow uh, follow their leader and to uh, follow through with objectives and all of that. What's been some experiences that you can reflect on without well, without us naming names or singling anyone out? What's any or is there are there any scenarios that highlight treatment? Yeah, so I was the head of a specific area, and I remember um, when I was in that area, they believed in handing over a legacy, handing over like an inheritance, and I was a bit surprised because. I'd not I'd not heard that before, and when I was handed this particular area, um, I was given resources, a budget, um, and I was able to do free reign in that space, and it was like a huge shock to me because I wasn't used to that form of treatment, and I actually loved it, and I and I actually wanted to adopt that for myself. And I I love the whole scenario about um, the resources, the finance, um, having a budget uh, every quarter for my area, um, having access to everything that I needed in order to fully function. And because I loved that, it was easy for me to absorb it. However, there was a changeover of leadership and it was very, it was a very different type of leadership. So I went from having resources you know, I was, I believed I was faithful with my resources, uh, resources, finance, and um, full support and full creativity over a space. I went from having that to having limited resources, no more budget, um, no more free reign. Actually, the space got taken off me and we were put into an even more confined, smaller space. Um, everything was revamped and this was all done without any communication. And for me, I I learned from that that that's not the person that I want to be. So when I'm communicating and sometimes <laughs> even on threads and like Facebook threads is what I'm talking about and Messenger and things like that, I communicate all the time. Why I do that is because there was a treatment that I had where I knew nothing about what was going on and I did not appreciate that. Because not knowing and having, it was like having the carpet ripped out from under you. And these are by leaders that you trust and that you admire and you think, wow, they want the best for me. And then all these things happen and my respect grew smaller and smaller to the point where I was looking at them with a side eye. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose, and that was all the same, that was the same area that I was overseeing at that time. And because I loved the people that I was serving or I was leading, I tried to buffet as much as possible. So when they would ask questions, I like, why haven't we got the budget? And why can't we do this? And why can't we do that? I had to bear the brunt of that to protect those that had made the decision. <coughs> um, because that 
I could understand where our people were coming from or the yeah. people that I was leading was coming from because they went from having plentiful to having nothing with little or no communication. And for me, that treatment was very harsh um, and very it was something that I didn't want to continue on within myself. It, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. You have to make some really big calls in leadership, obviously, and the ones that are under your leadership may not always know about it. They may not always understand as well. But if you treat them right, they'll still trust you. Mm. They'll still know that the reason why you made that decision is for their best interests. Which is a good point because you try to preserve people. A, pers- a yeah. person with a beautiful heart, um, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but a person that has the right intentions and motives and in that season, even though it may not look like things are going well, you have to have faith. You have to build on it and believe that things are going to get better. I didn't lose any of my team during that process from the changeover. And sometimes change can actually shape the way that you, you treat people as well. So, you know, going from this bountiful, you know, wow, this is amazing where the rainbow's in the sky and the sky is all blue and there's no rain to having what felt like a dark cloud over me. <laughs> that was the best way to describe it. And when I when I experienced that, you've got to see the silver lining in it all yeah. and, and have the learnings to make sure that other people's decisions don't impact on you negatively where you're, you're starting to push your negative emotions or uh, feelings towards others. So when I'm talking about buffering, buffering for others is they don't need to know the nitty gritty of how you're feeling and the resentment or you know the um, the hurt that you're feeling. They don't need to know that because that's something that you deal with. You need to deal with and you take to a senior person that's yeah. able to manage it. And it's important to the team that you're leading that you don't pass on those those feelings. Yeah, because it can tarnish them. And I, and I want to thank Cheryl for posting up uh, her perception of how to treat people because it's right. I agree with you. Like It's like somebody coming up to you, like, and this is what I didn't want to do. Me going up to somebody and saying, oh, don't go to that person because they just ripped the carpet out from underneath you. Well, you know what? That person, you've got to give them the grace and space to grow and learn. And they may not. They might have learned from my experience um, of having the carpet ripped out from underneath me. Well, that remember, this is my own view. Um, and they may have learned from that and it may have shifted and changed. So the next person that they're engaging with, it may be completely different. Like their view may be changed and they may be more encouraging and more embracing and more loving towards them because they learned from the mistakes of their past. Yeah. So we don't want to tarnish people's perceptions of others because that person, without you even realising it, may be the key to them unlocking their future. So we don't want to talk, and that's why we shouldn't talk negatively about people um, and we shouldn't mistreat people because you don't know what their future looks like. Yeah. A couple of scenarios uh, that that I've seen uh, during our time of leadership. Uh, there, there was that moment that you're referring to and there was a moment in time where we had uh, turned to our team to raise some money, and that money was to be used for us to uh, do a trip. So we put the idea to the team. The team were willing to do it. We put all our resources together, raised the money. We we banked that money in the 
organization's account and we find out that the money's been used elsewhere without us knowing. And that was that was a really hard thing. It was really difficult for us to communicate why we weren't doing that trip anymore without us discrediting mm. or disrespecting yeah. the people yeah, that we good. were uh, that were leaders over us. Yeah. It, it was a decision that was made external to us. Mm. We had no idea that that decision had been made until the money had already disappeared. Mm. Mm. Uh, it was used for other resources in the organisation. There wasn't anything shady that went on. We had to try very hard to paint our words the right way in order for yeah, that's good. the team that we're leading not to be offended or to be hurt, and rightly so. Mm. Fortunately, by some miracle, they the, the team continued to trust in us but that was yeah. I think there was one of those learning curves that that moment in time where we don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I don't know oh, I only think it was the grace of God that period because it's money that's yeah money and it's is money very, that very they worked to people. Very, yeah they they gave up a a weekend for that yeah so yeah. um you know it was really hard and Actually, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they did um, start not trusting us, but I, I never I never felt that. No, I never. I never, never heard it from mm-hmm. them. I never I never saw it with the eye. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like they they trusted us. Yeah. Uh, and when yeah. we when we called for gatherings and things like that, I don't think there were any casualties from yeah. that. But that's what I believe is the grace of God. Yeah. So that's that's one. Uh, another I've seen. I, I've witnessed firsthand, it hasn't happened to me, uh, is where a leader has walked in, grilled the team because of a mistake. And and granted, mistakes are bad, but you could already tell the team was burning from it. They knew they had messed up, but this leader walked in and basically gave them the third degree, told them never to mess up again. And if they did, then they could find another job somewhere else. The thing to remember is... All these people were there voluntarily. They weren't getting paid to do the job. They had given up their own personal time to achieve a particular objective. And they were mistreated or they were they were being spoken to this way by the leader and the leader not valuing the fact that these people were giving up whatever else whatever other choices they could have made that day. Because I was I was there but I wasn't a part of the team and I wasn't a part of the leadership I was just there with a friend of mine I could see how it made the team feel none of them none of them wanted to look at each other they were all looking down at the ground they all felt terrible about what they were doing and they were getting grilled it was almost like it was almost like the uh, a parent had walked in and they were grilling their kids for something that their kids had already known was was bad but it's like the leader was going out of there it, it was like the leader saw how downcast the team felt and used it as a moment of power tripping putting salt in an already wounded soldier yeah because it 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 gave them a sense of power and authority he came in he grilled the team and then he he walked out and because I was still in the because I was still in the room with the rest of the guys when that leader walked out, man, it was quiet. It was like someone had died. It was like no one was even in there. But they all felt terrible. And what happened after they 
after they were grilled is that they weren't doing the task because their heart was in it. They were doing the task because they were terrified. They didn't want to be grilled or made to feel bad again. So the result they uh, the, the result the leader got was a very mediocre result because the 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 team had fear instilled in them because they didn't want to be told off they didn't want to be grilled they didn't want to be ashamed or devalued or disrespected or any of that they weren't giving their best it's like it's like uh, that that sports mentality they weren't playing to win they were playing not to lose and that was kind of how they uh, that was kind of what they were putting off in the objective that they were set out to uh, setting out to achieve. They were simply trying to avoid being told off. Mm-hmm. The, the result didn't get the gold star. Mm-hmm. It just got over the line. So again, one of the many reasons why we have to guard how we treat people is because if you don't treat people right, the result doesn't get achieved the way you want it to. And if you treat people well, then people understand your heart. They understand what you're saying. And that's where relationship comes in. It plays a huge part in how you treat people. Huge, huge Um, part. I always think about um, a situation where I was sitting with a lady and she was talking. She started talking quite nicely. And then after a while, she um, shared something that she felt towards somebody. So as she continued on, because it sounded like she was throwing out what, what I call bait, Bang, she went into, well, they did this, 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 this. And I went, hang on, you need to know where this person's been. You don't know what they've overcome. You don't know what they've been through. You need to stop talking like that because you need to have a relationship with them. If you're feeling like this, you actually need to go and build a bridge to make sure that you understand where they're coming from before you decide to go off and have conversations like that with other people. But anyway, long story short, that person, because I brought that clarity, because I had a relationship with the person that she was talking about, when you treat people well, and I'm talking about the person she was throwing bait out for, you got their back. (laughs) This person, I knew what she had been through. So when somebody decided to throw something negative my way, I'm going to be standing up for that person. And you know why? Because that person treated me well. That person shared their heart with me and opened up and made themselves vulnerable to me. And because of that, I have a deeper understanding around that person. And it's not, um, it's not without hesitation that I wouldn't stand up for them because it's the right thing to do. So even in, in spaces and places where people aren't present and you're starting to have conversations about others where it's pulling them down, those things actually go forth and they actually create. So be mindful about the conversations that you allow to happen, allow yeah. to happen around you. Very so true. we're not just talking about big events when you're in leadership because part of leadership too is about how you see people. Like I, like I mentioned before, my sister Cheryl Williams from Perth, that was such a good analogy. Somebody came in and tarnished your view of a of a now beautiful relationship that you have only because you had the courage to make that decision for yourself, to stand up for yourself and approach those people with love and, and through different eyes and help to reshape that. Um, and now she has some so much beautiful, meaningful relationships with people. And I think, too, when people are around you, especially people that you trust and they say things, they believe that they're doing it to protect you, yeah, which which makes sense. Yeah, but in the same sense, you don't know what those relationships are going to bring to you, 
and we, may, and like my husband said about the future, we always build with the future in mind, and those people may be a part of that future. Well, it's it's up to you whether you whether you allow those words that other people are speaking into your ear have fruition. Mm-hmm. You're either going to allow those words to come in and take root and change your perception, or you're going to take those words on and say thank you for that information but still be mature enough to make your own decision. Now what we're saying here is, again, the, the topic being how to treat people. What we're hoping to leave with all of you that, are, that, that have tuned into this podcast is to understand how to treat people and to go out and value others. That is going to be your best asset when it comes to leadership, is the way you value and treat others. If your aim is to be a leader, then just go out and achieve objectives. But if you want to be a great leader, make a lasting impression on people so that they respect you, they speak well of you in their circle of influence, go out and value others. In doing that, you watch how the environment changes. And there's something Ken Blanchard says in his, he he does talks called Lead Like Jesus. And there's this example that he gives where, no, there's this exercise he does with, with the people in the seminar. He says, okay, quick little exercise, get up walk past people and act like you don't know who they are or they're not important to you. And then he stops in midway and he says, okay, now do it again. But this time when you walk past people, treat them like they're your long lost friend and you hadn't seen them in a long time and you're happy to see them again. And then after that exercise is done, he says, now what happened? And he highlights how the energy in the room changed. Mm. How when everybody was, was on a mission and he said the, the energy was low. There wasn't anything analogy. going on. Yeah, there, mm. there wasn't any interaction happening. Mm. But the moment you get up and start treating people like they're the best thing since sliced bread, he said the energy lifts. Mm. And he said that's the important thing you need to remember when it comes to building, uh, building a team, an organization, is that you want to make sure the environment is conducive mm. to achieving results. It's conducive to making everybody feel special. Yeah. So if you don't love yourself, it's going to be very difficult to love others or treat others with the future in mind because you need to sustain those relationships. And if you have feelings of inadequacy, fear, insecurities, anxiety when it comes to meeting new people or going to depths and levels where you feel uncomfortable, nine times out of 10, you may sabotage those relationships. So really take the time to get to know yourself. I know Bishop T.D. Jake says, that, and it sounds funny because when I heard it, I laughed. He said, date yourself. That's one thing that I'd like to leave with our listeners is date yourself. Get to know yourself because it will help you with understanding how you treat others. It's important to remember that if you have a leadership position, basically it's this, your life isn't your own. You're not there for yourself anymore you're there for others. You have a duty of care. You have a responsibility. We have to understand that we we are great people, that there's greatness in us. And whilst we may not always see that in ourselves, other people can. When you have low self-esteem, when you have low value, by default, you start mistreating others because you can only treat people as far as you love yourself. So yeah, very good point there. So to all of you out there that have tuned into the podcast, hey, don't don't be shy to share it. We're, we're really trying to grow this thing and maximize our impact out there. 
But if you've gained any value from this podcast, we would love for you to let other people know about it. Remember, 10 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time is on a Friday night is when you will ex- uh, when you should expect to see a new episode uploaded. And if you have any questions that you want to ask us, don't be shy to message us. Uh, we'll definitely check it out. The cool thing about the Anchor app is if you have questions to ask us, you can send it or you can also record your audio through and we can play that on the show. Also, if you have time, I'd love for you to read my blogs. Um, type in Dan Titlecall, all one word, dot wordpress.com. Give it a read. Let me know what you think. Huge thank you to you all once again for tuning into the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> we got to finish up. That was the longest closure ever. <laughs> closure? All right. We've got to go. We've got stuff to do. <laughs> love you all. Peace and love. Baby, that's us. That is us. 